What does PFF think of some of the prospects the Lions might be looking at? We find out today. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry back with you on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on a Valentine's Day, February 14th and the Thursday, February 15th. Thanks for making us your first listen and checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, at Locked On Lions, Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And of course, thanks for subscribing and watching us on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Want to talk some draft today for sure and the Lions. First, though, we're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 bet, that's $150. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. For those of you on our YouTube channel watching us, new face on the show today. Everybody knows I'm a giant slappy for a PFF. Our man Dave Selfaro always uh, hooks us up with the best in the business when it comes to pro football focus. The man that really is... watching the draft, watching college football very closely, and is a proud graduate of uh, Syracuse University. My man Max Chadwick is with us today on the program. What's up, Max? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. I mean, um, I, I forgot to tell you before the show, one of my, my one of my other best friends from Syracuse, PJ, uh, works on the Lions social media team. So we yeah. have all kind of become huge Lions fans through that. Uh, I, he actually brought us out to a, the Broncos game this past season, uh, this past year, but uh yeah, man, it's cool to talk to you. It's kind of it's kind of been my uh, one of my favorite NFL teams now because of PJ. So, oh man, PJ got his picture taken. Was it with Eminem? He was he got his picture taken with somebody famous this year. Oh, uh, he. Uh, I don't know if you saw the the Jack Harlow video. That was what it was. Yes, oh my the gosh, Jack Harlow the, video. Yeah, the funny the funny story behind that was <laughs> PJ. PJ was giving Jack Harlow the phone and said, "Hey, I just need you to take a video of yourself. Just say like, hey, I can't wait to be at the Lions game." And Jack Harlow told him, he's like, "Hey." I'm not doing this unless you're in the video with me. Yes, PJ was I like, dude, I'm, I, my boss would kill me. Please do not have me in the video with me, with you. Uh, and then he's like, no, no, no I'm, listen, I'm not doing it unless you're with me. So he took the video with him. He's like, hey, it's my boy PJ. It's like, it was hilarious that you know one of the biggest uh, musical artists today was like, no, I'm not doing this unless you're in it with me, man. So uh, yeah, he, he's kind of living the dream right now in Detroit, which is uh, pretty cool. I love it. I love it. No, PJ's great. And they do uh, all those guys, the, the social media team. The team behind the scenes of the videos, and of course, we always talk about the uh, media relations crew do a, a great job. Um, all right, so give me your impressions, Max. You, you you're watching a lot of college football, certainly in the draft, which I want to get into. But as you look now, where Detroit sits, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, getting, I mean, they were 30 minutes away from the Super Bowl. How do you assess yeah. where the Lions are going? Uh, they're in a good spot, obviously. You know, being that close to making their first ever Super Bowl, uh, they're they're in a good spot with their roster now. Of course, there always is places to upgrade on every NFL team, even the Kansas City Chiefs, who just won the Super Bowl. So uh, when you look at the Lions roster right now, I think you got to start on the defensive side of the ball. And the two positions that I think that they're really going to be targeting early, probably in the NFL draft, if they don't address it in free agency, uh, is probably corner and interior defensive line. Now, Ali McNeil did look really good this past season, kind of had a breakout year for them. Uh, but I still think they can improve along that aspect. But I really think the top need for them is probably corner heading into free agency. Um, And luckily for them, it is a pretty good corner class. And with that 29th overall pick, there should be some guys available 
um, that are worthy of, of being selected in the first round with that pick. So uh, heading into the draft, yeah, those are the kind of two positions for the Lions. I think that they will probably address maybe in the first two rounds of the draft, grabbing a corner and then a defensive tackle after that. I want to get into all of that with you. Um, but, you know, in terms of how how impressive this, this Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell regime has been going from three wins to nine, obviously mm-hmm. to 12, plus the two in the playoffs. Um, are you one of those that believes, yes, I mean, the Lions should be right back in the NFC Championship game next year and win it? Yeah, they they definitely have a shot to. Uh, I think the betting odds came out immediately after the Super Bowl as to who yep. will win the Super Bowl next year. And the 49ers, I know, were the favorites. Um, the Lions, I believe, were second in the NFC at least. Uh, yeah, to they come were out. fifth so, overall. Yep. yep, fifth overall. So yeah, exactly. So they, I mean, yeah, they're absolutely. I mean, they bring back basically the entirety of their core. I mean, they got a few free agents that they might bring back, um, but none that are really like that massive, honestly. Um, they got some young superstars. Panay Sewell was probably the best offensive tackle in, in the NFL this year um, after being a dominant one in Oregon. So it really wasn't that surprising. Um, but yeah, they got some young players that you should really be excited about. Young guys that don't need to be locked up on long-term deals just yet. Um, so yeah, I, I think 2024 should be expected the same. I think I think this team is definitely going to be contending for yet another you know first ever Super Bowl appearance for them. As far as the draft last year, um, I know you haven't been with PFF super long, but you know this as well as anybody. Everybody was ripping day one with Brad Holmes last year with Gibbs at 12 and Jack Campbell with with 18. I was talking to Nick Shook yesterday from NFL.com about this. What were your impressions at the time? And now do you look back and say, man, when I'm assessing the Lions in the draft, it might not be need because that's not what Brad Holmes necessarily does right away. Uh, okay, I will admit I was one of the people who was like, we all were. wow, oh, that was <laughs> tough. You know, like I actually, um, funny enough, if, if Lions fans really want to come at me, uh, I wrote an article for PFF right after the draft and saying, like, who were the biggest winners and biggest losers of the first round? And my biggest loser by far is the Lions. I was like, man, this is, <laughs> that's just tough, dude. Uh, so you, you look at that, you, you see it because really it was for me and for PFF. It's always been about positional value, you know, whereas right. every other sport uh, in the draft, you're just going for best player available because really – they're all created equal almost in position value. Um, and NFL is not the case. So when you get a, a running back, which is the least valuable position in football, um, at least on offense and defense, and then on linebacker, which I believe was like one of the lowest, might be the lowest defensive uh, yeah. value for yeah. us. Middle, uh, middle linebacker, was, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was a little weird. And then I, I loved – so it, it was funny cause, enough because they made up for it uh, by taking Brian Branch, who I thought should have been a top – 15 pick in the NFL draft. They took him in the second round. So it was like almost if you flipped uh, the second round and the first round, like I would have loved the draft, but it was just the <laughs> order that they took them in. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, it worked out. I mean, this is one of the best rookie classes we've seen. I mean, Sam Laporta turned into a top five tight end immediately. Brian Branch looked fantastic. Gibbs obviously looked great. Campbell had some moments too where he looked really, really solid. Um, so yeah, this rookie class for the Lions, although it was kind of much maligned at first uh, on draft night, it has turned into a, a kind of a building block for this team going forward. As a Syracuse guy, you were, you were there when, when Ify Melifonwu was at, was up, uh, up on the Hill there. Did yep. you think he would turn into what he's turned? I mean, this is unbelievable what has happened second half of this season. All of a sudden it went from, it's even going to be on the team next year to he's a starter and, and as good a blitzing, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of hybrid back as there is in the game right now. He was unbelievable. I mean, I so we uh, PJ and I actually, funnily enough, uh, hosted a draft show together when he was drafted while we were at Syracuse, uh, and we all liked, we loved him a lot. We had, I think, we all had him in like a second round pick, and the Lions, I think, got him around uh, the second or third round. Third, and, yeah, yeah third, third round. round, yeah. And then he um, 
yeah, we, we kind of been shocked. Our group chat uh, that we have is actually called Restore the Roar because it's just uh, me, PJ, and a bunch of my Lions, <laughs> other now Lions fans, friends. We always freak out. We're like, man, if he's like a stud now, it's kind of wild to see this guy just be like, you know, we, we liked him a lot coming out. But now all of a sudden he's become like a real breakout player for the Lions. So, yeah, it is it is super cool that, you know, a guy who was a classmate of ours at Syracuse has now turned into like a – I mean, yeah, they still need help at corner. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if Malfano is a guy that I, I trust uh, as one of their guys going into next year now. You mentioned, and I want to get into all the draft stuff, but final thing, as you look at the Lions roster, you said interior D lineman, certainly mm-hmm. an edge, maybe even a corner. Yeah. Um, how do you value at 29 in the first round? Again, Brad Holmes may surprise us if there's a wide receiver there or something offensively to continue to add weapons around Jared Goff. Do you think that could be a possibility uh, just based on what, what you know about Brad Holmes? Yeah, I think it definitely will. I, I don't. I'm not going into that draft expecting you know the <laughs> expected from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. They they always need to pull something out of their hat that whether you love it or hate it, um, they're gonna do they're gonna do what they want. They're not gonna worry about you know what the fans want or what media thinks they should do. Um, they're gonna do what they want, and obviously it's worked out very well for them so far in their tenure there. But uh, yeah, I I don't think that's I think best player available is. I would almost argue is the way to go in most scenarios. Um, even if you don't think it's a need, like you never know. You know, I, I, I kind of subscribe to the belief that you should try to fill your needs as much as you can in free agency. That way you can go into the draft and say, okay, whoever's you know available to us, we're going to take. Like I, I remember uh, CeeDee Lamb to the Cowboys uh, in the 20, I believe 2020 draft. And um, he was a guy that the Cowboys just did not need. You know, they had Amari Cooper. They had some really – Michael Gallup had a great year the year before – they didn't need a receiver at all, and they needed help on that defense desperately. But CeeDee Lamb was a top-10 prospect in that draft, and all of a sudden he was there, I think, at 17 overall. And they took him. And now you look back on it, and you're like, man, CeeDee Lamb was one of the best receivers this year. Cowboys kind of needed help at receiver, and CeeDee kind of filled that quickly. Um, so I, I'm, of, I'm of the belief that, hey, if there's a guy that you have way higher on your big board than a position that you might need, uh, you should probably take the guy you have way higher on your big board and just figure it out later. Um, so yeah, I think that the Lions have done a good job of that. They've kind of said, Hey, you know, whoever's highest on our board, we're going to take no matter how badly we need this position. So, um, I, I think that they might do that same thing this year, but it was always good though. When you have a guy as high on your big board, that also fills a position that you, uh, could use in the next season. There's names that Lions fans want. I want to throw them at Max Chadwick. We'll do that coming up next. Locked on Lions brought to you today by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. At eBay Motors, they got everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors, they've got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Close friend of PJ Clark and uh, analyst for uh, Pro, Pro Football Focus, PFF, or the on the college side. Our man Max Chadwick is with us from PFF uh, today here on Lockdown Lions. Max, you know, it, it's crazy. So 29, let's just sit there for a second with the Lions. Obviously, the Lions haven't drafted this late in the first round and in, in decades, maybe ever. Um, 
How do you look at the cornerback market? Let's start there. Could a Cooper DeGene be at 29? Could Mitchell somehow drop to 29? How, how do you view corners and that spot right now? I think, oh man, DeGene would be a dream uh, if he fell to 29. It. I'd love yeah, it. He, he is, I actually, fortunately enough, was able to interview him this past year and he, super quiet guy, which is funny because usually the corners are the ones that are like really jawing and all that. And um, he was super quiet. He just goes about his business, man. And, and he is, uh, he might be the best corner in the draft, honestly. His tape the last couple of years has been fantastic, both as a, in coverage and as a run defender. Super versatile player. You can play him even, even at safety if you absolutely need him to. Uh, but I do think he's worth trying out at outside corner. Um, and he's such a freak athlete, man. I mean, he, uh, yeah. you know, I, I was looking up some stuff about him. I think he holds his high school record for passing yards, passing touchdowns, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns and uh, interceptions while also leading them to the first two state titles ever. Um, he has more career basketball points than Harrison Barnes, who's on the Sacramento Kings right now uh, on Iowa's all-time scoring list. I think he won the state title in like the 200-meter dash, the long jump, all like this guy, and he played like three years of varsity baseball too. Like he's done everything you could do in I, high school. And he's I think he won a high school dunk contest too. Like he's, Yeah, oh my gosh. You got to yeah. look up Cooper. To, it's just stupid what this kid is doing out there. Um, yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak athlete with also fantastic tape. So we have him in the top 10 of PFF's rankings for the NFL draft. I don't think he's going to go that high. He's probably going to be around a top 20 pick if I have mm-hmm. to, if I have to guess. Uh, but if he falls to 29, I think that is a slam, slam dunk pick for, for the Lions to, uh, to take him. But yeah, I mean, you got him. Kool-Aid McKinstry is another guy that I love. He's just a lock, lockdown corner. Um, for Alabama, he, there's a chance he might be available there at 29. Uh, Quinion Mitchell has really moved up draft boards a lot. Uh, the Toledo corner, um, he played great at Toledo. He had a great, great senior bowl, um, but he might not be there either. Nate Wiggins is a freak athlete from Clemson. He, he maybe could be there at 29. There's, there's a lot of corners, I think, in this class that you know you could look at. Terry on Arnold from Alabama, a lot of people love him. Ennis Rickstraw Jr., uh, we have right around that range too, the corner from Missouri. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of corners. I I'd be surprised if all of those guys are gone by the time that the Lions pick at, uh, at 29th overall. I want to ask you about Mitchell. I'm not sure you and I didn't talk about this if you were at the senior bowl or not, but obviously he really impressed mm-hmm. and is moving up. And it's interesting because he's just down the road here, down 75 in Toledo. It doesn't matter anymore. If you're at the Mac or whatever level, if you could play, you could play. And I know some people have been stumping for Quinion Mitchell to come to Detroit, but again, some also believe 29, no way he'll be there. Yeah, honestly, um, before the senior role, I would have said, yeah, definitely he's going to be there. After that, no. Because, you know, the funny thing with Quinion Mitchell is, so he's been like one of our highest graded corners each of the last two seasons. Actually, I think he was the highest graded corner last year. I believe he was the highest graded corner this year. Um, obviously playing MAC competition, so you've got to take that into account. But he was a, he forced a ton of incompletions. But the problem with Quinion Mitchell's tape going into the senior bowl was he never played press coverage. Like he only played exclusively like five, 10 yards off the ball, off Mm. coverage. So the big question was going in, can he play press coverage? He went into the senior bowl, played press coverage against some really, really good receivers and locked them down. So that was like, that to me was the biggest reason why he moved up dramatically on everyone's big boards. Cause it's like, okay, can he play press coverage or not? And he proved that he can, even though he's never done it in college. So it was pretty insane to see him just immediately pick it up uh, and be elite at it against some really talented receivers from the power five level. And he did it immediately. So that's why, yeah, he's probably going to be a top 20 pick. He might even be the first corner off the board. Um, Just how good his tape was at Toledo. And then of course, now at the senior bowl, like proving he can play press coverage. 
But uh, if he's there at 29, I, I think Dan Campbell, that's, that's the kind of corner I think Dan Campbell would love to have on his team, honestly. Uh, I just don't know if he'll be there anymore after how amazing he was at the senior bowl. Yeah, I mean, if Mitchell and, and DeGene are gone, I mean, is McKinstry next up for you? You mentioned the kid from Missouri, and everybody here is infatuated with Darius Robinson from Missouri, who's mm-hmm. a Detroit kid and obviously uh, a defensive lineman. It would be interesting if they could grab a couple of Missouri kids, one in the first, one in the second, which is possible. Yeah, it is definitely possible. I, I, I love Kool-Aid McKinstry. I think he's getting a little slept on, honestly, in this draft. I don't. I haven't really put together my own NFL draft rankings yet. I kind of leave that to Trevor Sikama, who is like uh, one of the best in the business at oh, he is. Uh, being a draft analyst. But I honestly, I, I would probably have Kool-Aid McKinstry probably above Quinion Mitchell and, and maybe right behind Cooper DeGene uh, for the NFL draft. I mean, yeah, McKinstry, is he the freak athlete that uh, Cooper DeGene or even – uh, McKinstry's teammate Terry Arnold is or Nate Wiggins no but what he's been is he's been a guy that's just locked down he's kind of like he's got like sauce Gardner tape almost where it's just like it's boring watching it out there because quarterbacks don't even look to that side of the field anymore um and it's, honestly Cooley McKinstry is the biggest reason why Terry Arnold was able to have such a massive year this year is because they were throwing at Terry Arnold because they said we're not even going to look at number one's way because Kool-Aid was just that amazing and, and that lockdown of a corner so uh, he's a lockdown corner. He's not going to get too many interceptions. But again, it's just like he takes away an entire side of the field. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make this comparison, but it was like, you know, a lot like what Darrell Revis did with the New York Jets, where it's just like, man, you're not even going to look at that side of the field. Uh, that's what he does for Alabama. That's what he did for Alabama. Uh, and I still think he's very worthy of being a first round corner. Now, of course, there are concerns with, you know, how quick he is, how fast he is. Um, mm-hmm. But I, again, when you you dominate the SEC like that for two years. Um, for Nick Saban's defense as well, being the top corner for two years. Uh, I don't really have too many questions with him. I, I think he, he deserves to be a, a first-round pick and probably a top 15, top 20 pick. But, again, there might be some teams that are scared off by the, the NFL combine, whatever he runs in the 40s. So if he's there at 29, I mean, again, I think that is a another home-run pick that Dan Campbell can make. Max Chadwick with us, college football analyst for our friends at Pro Football Focus. I mentioned before about Darius Robinson. Do you view him – inside outside in terms of a d lineman and, and would that be a, a stretch to get him at 29 i i think that would be a little bit of a stretch I, I think he's a guy again he had a great senior bowl um he definitely moved up a lot on draft boards we have him right now at 38 on our big board um so he, again i wouldn't be too much of a stretch he, he played well this past season um but I, I do think there are other edge defenders i probably want in this class other than darius, darius robinson i think there are other guys in this class that um or you know, maybe just as good of an athlete and also had, I, I think, better tape. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his senior bowl definitely made him a lot of money, honestly. So um, I wouldn't hate that. Um, I, I would much more prefer in the second round. But again, I don't know if he'd be available in the late second round. He probably wouldn't be available in the late second round uh, the way he's going right now. But um, yeah, again, I, I would probably prioritize one of these corners that we've talked about at 29 uh, over a Darius Robinson uh, at that range. You mentioned before about interior D linemen. Um, anybody that that jumps out at you that you say, "Look, I love the corners, but you can get a corner in the second or third. Yeah, I, I'm taking this guy at 29. What, what would you say? Yeah, I think there are two guys that uh, that I would say are worthy of being selected that pick. One of them I don't think will be there. Uh, Jerzon Newton, who maybe was my favorite interview I've ever done. He is hilarious, um, and I still actually keep in touch with him this day to this day. Uh, he is a guy that I think has been, 
you know, a dominant, dominant defensive tackle for Illinois. Uh, each of the past two seasons, like he's been one of the best leaders in pressures. He's also been a terrific run defender. Um, he's a little undersized, which I think will maybe drop him on some boards, but I would take this guy probably top 10, top 15. Uh, we'll see what happens in the NFL draft. He might go lower than that. Um, but uh, if he's there at 29, I would be, again, that's another home run pick that I, I probably may even prioritize over all of the corners in this class if he's available there. He's probably going to go top 20 if I had to make a prediction. Um, and the other guy that uh, that I think would be worthy of it is Byron Murphy, the uh, defensive tackle from Texas. Texas had by far the best D-tackle duo in the country this year. I believe they actually had our two highest-graded D-tackles in the country, both from Texas. Uh, Tavondre Sweat, who's more of a run defender, that I wouldn't really prioritize that high in the NFL draft. Byron Murphy is more of a pass rusher and still a really good run defender as well. So he's a guy that I, I loved his tape this past year. Again, he's a, he also, like Jerzon Newton, a little undersized. Uh, but he was a dominant, dominant pass rusher for Texas this year. If he's there at 29, I would still probably look at the corners above him um, if they're available too. But uh, I would not hate at all Byron Murphy being the uh, the selection for the Lions at 29th overall. Final couple of minutes with Max Chadwick coming up next. I want to ask him about some edge rushers and then just some other guys that uh, he's fallen in love with when it comes to this draft. We'll do that next right here on a Wednesday. Locked on Lions. Back, though, to tell you about our friends, excuse me, at FanDuel. Get your buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, NBA is hot. We know this. We're getting into uh, getting ready for the playoffs. Unfortunately, that's not happening here. But new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. All right? Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Last night, you maybe were sweating out if you had the Lakers. Lakers and Pistons were kind of right on the number throughout the evening at the end of that game, of course, before the Lakers pulled away. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sports book partner of the NBA. Max Chadwick with us from a PFF, college football uh, analyst. Mentioned before Trevor Sikma. We'll have Trevor on a couple more times, certainly before the draft. He is uh, the best and an alum, by the way, of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Um, all right, Max, take me through edge rushers real fast. Uh, could be a spot. I mean, look, the Lions could could trade for Hassan Reddick. They could sign an edge in free agency like a Brian Burns or a Daniil Hunter. But as far as the draft goes, uh, who stands out for you at that spot? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting edge class. I think you're going to find a different edge ranking no matter who you talk to, honestly. Um, my top guy probably is Laatu Latu. Now, he's a guy that has some medical concerns and I think will be addressed at the Combine. Hopefully, it all checks out for him. He, he had to medically retire at Washington uh, due to a neck injury. Then he got uh, cleared at UCLA when he transferred there, and he's been dominant. He actually set the record this past year for the highest-graded season we've ever given to a Power 5 player uh, I believe at a 96.3, yeah, 96.3 mark this past year. Wow. So he's dominant. He, he's such an advanced pass rusher, clearly loves the game. You know, the game was taken away from him. So he's a guy now that's like, I'm not letting it get and take away from me again. Um, he dominated the senior bowl as well. I I, I love Latu Latu. And again, he's, is he the freak that maybe a Dallas Turner is? Um, no, but I, I, his tape was so dominant over these past two seasons. Again, medicals have to be checked out. So that's a big thing for him. But um, if, if they are, I would take him probably as the first edge. Uh, Dallas Turner, I like a lot too. Like I said, he's a freak athlete. Um, really stepped in well for Will Anderson Jr. after he left. 
Uh, Jared Verse, powerful, powerful edge who's played really well for Florida State each of the past two seasons. Um, Chop Robinson, Penn State's edge, another freak athlete uh, that I think should go in the first round. I know Trevor actually is a little bit lower on Chop than I am, um, but I think Chop deserves to be in the first round. And then other guys too, like Braylon Trice, another powerful edge defender. That's probably going to be a first-round pick. Chris Braswell, kind of a, a not great senior bowl, uh, but he had a great year for Alabama this past year. Again, it's an interesting edge class. It really isn't a Will Anderson Jr. or, or Chase Young or a Bosa brother where you look at it and go, oh, that's the guy. Um, it's kind of just it's a, it's a mosh posh. And you you kind of you know have your flavor, uh, if you will, of, of edge defenders. So um, you're going to see a lot of different rankings in, in the edge. And I, I'm really uh, curious to see – what order these guys go in the NFL draft? Because, like I said, I just I don't think there is a clear order for this uh, hmm. for this edge class right now. Tell me your thoughts on quarterback. Um, you know, how, how do you have him ranked in terms of the top? You think the Bears should get Caleb Williams? I'm asking you a lot of questions all at once here. But also for our our, our Michigan listeners and viewers that love JJ McCarthy, what are your thoughts on on him too? Yeah, I so I love Caleb Williams. I think he is clearly the top quarterback in this class. I would take him with the first overall pick from the Chicago Bears. Um, and to me, I, I think the quite the debate has wrongly become: Would you rather have Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? Straight up, that's that's kind of whatever all the talking heads are talking about. Oh, who's better, Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? That's not the question. The question is who's better, Justin Fields, forty million dollars a year, or Caleb Williams, four million four million dollars a year? And to me, that's an obvious answer, and it is <laughs> Caleb Williams. So uh, I think that is kind of the the debate you should be having because Justin Fields, I mean, year three is up now; he's eligible for a contract extension. He's, he's going to want Daniel Jones money at least, honestly. So uh, for the Bears that are kind of still rebuilding, I don't think it's smart to do that. Uh, and you have a chance to take a really amazing quarterback prospect in Caleb Williams. Uh, I would take him first overall. I think Drake May is a clear number two in this class. And then I think Jaden Daniels is a clear number three. And then after that, you can get a little funky with it. I like JJ. I would not take JJ in the first round. Will he go in the first round? I believe so. Mm. Um, and will he be the the fourth quarterback off the board? Yeah, he, he definitely could be over Michael Penix Jr. and over Bo Nix. Um, he just hasn't really had the chance to kind of show what he can do too much. When he has, he, it's looked good. Um, but he's kind of been, again, not relied on too much. I'm a, I'm a huge Penn State football fan, actually. Uh, and he threw, I think he had eight dropbacks total in that game, and he didn't have a single dropback. He didn't throw, yeah, he didn't, he didn't throw, throw the ball in once half. in the second half. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. That's crazy for a guy that you're going to – But it worked. It worked. worked. Oh, it worked because you have you know Blake Corum and Diamond Edwards and that awesome, awesome offensive line and a great defense. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's. I would not draft JJ McCarthy with the expectation that he'll be my guy next year. Um, but I do think he's got a lot of tools. I, I think he's kind of a, a ball of clay that you can just mold into something. Um, and yeah, I'm I, again. I would take him in the second round just because I don't want him starting immediately, and I don't want that pressure on him to start immediately. Uh, but I, I do think that there will be some team that falls in love with him that probably takes him uh, in the first round of the draft. One day off, cam- off camera, we'll have to talk about James Franklin, but uh, not today. <laughs> uh, Max, great to see you. Thanks so much for uh, for doing this, man. You're awesome. Oh, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me on. Max Chadwick with us from PFF on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Lions tomorrow. For our everydayers, uh, we got we got UDF, UFA talk. We got to talk about unrestricted free agents the Lions have. We'll do that tomorrow on the program.